I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only program where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. In the wake of Thanksgiving, the Turkey Boys, Turkey Boys' favorite holiday. How was your Thanksgiving, Ryan? Is it? Oh, it's because of turkeys. Uh, <laughs> he gets it. I got it. Uh, it was fine. We hosted. I uh, famously got my booster shot the other day. There you go. Um, and I've been feeling a little weird. Yesterday, it kind of hit me like mid-meal. So I like Ooh. barely even ate. I weighed myself at the doctor's office. If anything, I've lost weight. So Good I guess my, you could say that in the traditional sense, my personal Thanksgiving was a failure. But it mm-hmm. was actually a decent day. I think Lucy and I hosted here at the chill zone, well, the upstairs portion. Mm-hmm. And I think it went fairly, fairly well. Oh yeah. Um, did but you, I felt kind of crummy. Did you watch a turkey while eating turkey? We did not. Fuck. No real moviegoers in the midst in the mix. Yeah, Thanksgiving's tough. It's a big football day. The Lions were playing. <laughs> Are we in the sports corner? I hope not. I'm not there yet. They're like the one team I like just because they're such underdogs. Are they're they like they're bad? I think they're 0 and 10 so far this season. And they have been for years. They're just like the team that's always shitty, which is kind of remarkable that they they're just, just can't bad, figure right? it out in any way. Like I assume they get new coaches, new everything, just all fucked up. Huh. I uh was at a sporting event this week actually. Mm-hmm. I could save that for the sports corner, but I, a, a client of mine, uh, Tuomo, was gracious enough to let me and my brother-in-law use his floor seats at the Celtics. Oh, word. So we were right on the on the paint, as Get they in. say. Getting in there. Did you uh, shoot any threes from the Your sidelines? levels are really low. I'm low? Get on it. Yeah, you use your headphones. Uh, I actually tripped Kobe Bryant. And oh. uh, they lost the game because of it. I find it surprising that he was there. He was, yeah, Kobe. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I put on that uh, that Beatles documentary. Is that any good? It is very good. Yeah. Even though I think we were making fun of it a few weeks ago because there's like a new one every two years. Like, check out this peace un- and love unseen footage. But it actually was. Uh, it was unseen. Very well put together. And. Thanksgiving wise, all the like older people were really wowed. They were like, New Beatles doc? What's this? And like the wee hours. It was kind of a a dope move. To lull the drunkards in the wee hours of a holiday. Where were you at your Me bruvs? Whole crew? My brothers. I speak British now after watching the Beatles documentary. Mm. Mate. But yeah, the uh it was fun. Mm. Thanksgiving stuff. And we'll be talking about that Beatles doc more later. Although you haven't seen it yet. I haven't so seen it. We'll wait till you watch I'm gonna it. I'm going to roar through all of it, yeah. Mm. 
I'm going to say, last thing I want to say about Thanksgiving is I don't like Thanksgiving food, any mm. of it. There's not one thing that I get excited for. Turkey stinks. Stuffing is just like a big pile of cut up bread with raisins in it. It's just lousy. I'm out on all of it. Mashed potatoes are the most overrated food on the planet. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite either. Everyone was roasting me for my very modest little plate. I was just like, I don't, I don't love turkey. Stinks. <laughs> I'm trying it. I'm trying a little bit of everything. Yeah, I'm out. Least favorite meal type of food, I think, is probably that. I mean, no one eats stuffing year-round. No. There's probably a reason for that. That's not a thing. Even though everyone loves it when, you know, on the day. Um, what else is in the news? Uh, did you notice that Sesame Street has introduced their first Asian Muppet? Wow. So that's very woke of them. What's this rascal's name? Uh, William Hung, actually. <laughs> Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show, William Hung, has joined the cast of <laughs> Sesame Street. It's about time he got muppetized. In the wake of his great success on American Idol. Yeah. He's just riding that wave from 2006. I thought you were going to say his great success recording a little bumper for us a few weeks ago. That's true. That we should uh, play every episode. We frankly. really should. I did notice how last week we were like, we'll come back with a rejoiner with the ZTB clip. And, mm. and then after we did it, I was like... I feel like I forgot to play the clip, and then we were like, no, I think we got it. And then upon listening, I forgot to play the clip. He's bad. So I'm owning that behavior. Word. And I'm also owning the fact that I forgot to write down all my birthdays this week, except for friend of the show, Adam Driver. Everybody oh, else, I didn't get any other birthdays. I do have a lot of news, but that was the only birthday I wrote down. That's fair. And I have no deaths, actually. Wow. Which is, oh, actually, except Malcolm X's daughter is dead. <laughs> so RIP, queen. Chill, 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 chill. I mean, we both chose a dope moment to take a, a sip of our beverages. I'm going to take you down to the book corner. It might seem a little early, but... I'm here. He's here for it. I learned about this from Vin Diesel's Instagram, which I learned a lot of important news mm. now that I think about it. He's uh, one of the great posters of our time. Will Smith has a new book coming out just called Will. Vin Diesel got an advanced copy. He's raving about it. Talking about how uh, he was at one of their birthday parties and their families got along. So, you know, that really meant a lot to Vin. And the Diesels and the Smiths. I think Vin and Will would be good in a movie together. What do you think about them teaming up? What's the movie? Like Gemini 2, only instead of him having two of himself, the other one is just Vin. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Gemini 2, another one. He'd be kind of dope as like the final villain in Fast 10, your seatbelts. He could be like the big heavy they've been building to this whole saga. Weird week of uh -huh. news with Will Smith. Yeah. You read, obviously, the headline about how he had so much sex and he was upset about being cheated on that he dissociated after orgasms or disassociated yeah, and uh, he, would vomit. He would have so much rampant sex. He developed a psychosomatic reaction to orgasming and sometimes vomited during the act. Haha. <laughs> I saw the first time I saw that headline, I thought it was hysterical. And then I saw it a hundred more times. And you thought it was even more hysterical than you could ever it imagine. It kind of killed it for me, unfortunately. Like, I'm not even laughing at the Kyle, most of the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff anymore. Like, I've gotten, I've grown tired of him. Mm. 
But That's Will fair. Smith and Kyle Rittenhouse are very similar people. Yeah, basically the same dude. Mm. They're both extremely talented, mm. uh, excellent marksmen. Ah, Will Smith did play uh, Deadshot in Suicide Squad, so that is accurate. As you know, I am an A or head. You are. And speaking of that, even though I have more Will Smith news, you just reminded me, I got a fucking DM on Twitter the other day from an account called The Air Cut, which was... Okay. <laughs> it was a DM of a cameo of Cedric the Entertainer talking about how WB needs to release The Air Cut. Is he in it or is he just... No, a fan. Someone just paid him to do this. That's very funny, actually. And friend of the show, Brian, had the thought that, was this Ank running this air cut account and paying Cedric <laughs> to do a cameo? It sounds very Ankish. It was. <laughs> and I think he's Appreciate onto something. Appreciate that, buddy. I actually, uh, I saw that and then I saw it. Uh, Jared Leto talking about how he thinks they should release it. Like someone asked him on the red carpet and he's like, of course. Yeah. I don't even think there is an air cut. People probably just think there is because the Snyder cut finally happened, and they're like, "Oh, let's just keep." You think it's all made up? Forever. That's awesome if that's true. Or I'm sure there's like a bunch of footage that they didn't use, but I don't know. Probably take a, a miracle to cobble it together into something watchable. The one they released is a fucking disaster. It's one of the most disjointed action slash hero movies ever made. Yeah, it's like. 31 music videos just in a row slapped together. The glue that holds the movie together, too, is uh, what's his face? Jay Hernandez is that fire guy in character. In fact, yes. Yeah. Um, now, who the guy, the tall Swedish guy whose name I can't remember right now. Swedish. Swedish. I don't. Joel Kinnaman. Oh, Joel yes, Kinnaman yes. is basically like the bind or the spine of that whole movie, and he's very wooden in it. Can a man have my I don't know. I the the newer suicide the Suicide Squad was obviously much better. Mm. But I'm gonna hang in there saying that I appreciate the original one more. Classic because that's funnier. And yeah, Will Smith wise, that uh I don't know if you saw the trailer for the dramatic reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air that's simply called Bel Air. That's coming to Peacock. He's just producing that, right? Yes. Okay. But yeah, they got like a whole new guy and it's a whole new take that people were just clamoring for. <laughs> They're like, you know what? I wish they'd bring back Fresh Prince, but I wish it was deadly serious. And they had a preview where like the new guy, they show him like on an actual throne, like wearing a crown. What is serious about the Fresh Prince? Yeah. How do they even write that? Like, Will Smith wasn't a real prince on the original one. It's like a bit. And uh, maybe it's just a bit in the preview, but it just looks very serious and stupid. It's like, is this Game of Thrones? Why does the show exist? Yeah, I don't like that. This no thanks. This 30 Rock joke of a show that's somehow, like, eking its way into actual existence. Ha-ha. I'm back. I have an obit, by the way. A word? Out of nowhere. The obit corner. We don't really have a place for obits anymore because they're so seldom. Um, I noticed the other day watching a show or a movie, I forget where it was, but a guy answered the phone and he just said, yeah. Mm. No one does that. Yeah. That's a big thing. I see a lot too. No one on yeah. earth doesn't say hello. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like some like gangster answering his phone all tough. Unless you're like really cool. I'd go, that's rude. If someone did that to me. Yeah. It's always weird when someone answers the phone like with that, like with a tone where they don't know who it is, even though everyone knows who it is now because of uh, caller ID and such. Mm. I don't even answer the phone like I don't know who it is when I literally don't know who it is. Like if it's a telemarketer, I just go, hello. Yeah. We're in the phone corner. Uh, but anyway, that's my old bit. Get it out. Don't like it. Mm. While we're on the subject, one more thing. Uh, Demi Lovato has come out with a new sex toy Ooh. called the Demi Wand. The Demi Wand. I've already purchased one for each of us. Figure wow. we could test them out on the show next week. Hell yeah. Like uh, Howard with the Sibian. Ooh. Go we, ahead and come. Yeah, we got to get that poison out. Sounds like a nice stocking stuffer. Thanks. I'm mm. going to look forward to trying that out. Stuff it in your stocking and then stuff it in your ass, actually. <laughs> And I don't know if you saw that a live-action Blade Runner series is in development from Ridley Scott, who directed the first one, and I think produced the Denis Villeneuve Blade Runner 2049. So I don't know if it'll be like... They were very different movies. I don't know Mm. if it'll be like a show based in his world or the other one, but... So Dennis is directing the show as well? No, I don't think... I got confused, okay. I think it's a Ridley Scott joint. Huh. Probably be wacky and weird. I don't know how to feel about that. Mm. I liked Blade uh, 2049 because it's got Ryan Gosling and Dennis Villeneuve directed it, and it looks really cool. Yeah. The first one's very boring. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I shut it off. Overrated. And I've tried with several of the different versions that has, like, the final cut and... A version like without narration. There's a, a zillion different. Isn't the final cuts. cut like a week long? <laughs> it is. One calendar week long. This comes as like a, a 10 DVD set. The world. It's like two seasons of The Sopranos. Settling. I mean, if it was dope, I'd watch it, but it's a bit of a slog. It's not even that long. I'm mm. more of a 2049 guy as well. But yeah, I'll, I'll give that show a watch when it comes out. Have you seen those uh, commercials for the new... Neil Patrick Harris, Christmas, HBO Max exclusive, 8-Bit Christmas. (laughs) I have not. I mean, I figured you want this as a a featured review. Really get settled in for this one. Now that we're over Thanksgiving, you're really in the Christmas zone. Let's, how, like, the best troll ever. We just do a featured review Christmas movie for the next three weeks. Ooh, sounds kind of fun. I don't think I could do it, to be honest. Christmas movies are by far and away my least favorite genre. Yeah. There like isn't a good one. It's the kind of thing you can only watch them in the Christmas season. Watching them in like the summer, it's like I'd rather die than watch right. a, a Christmas movie. I guess the Home Alone movies are pretty solid. Mm. And then like, would one consider Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a Christmas movie? Someone brought that up yesterday. That might even be a Thanksgiving movie. I think they're traveling for Thanksgiving. Right. I might be wrong. I think they are too, so that doesn't even count. But I haven't seen that in a bit. I'm going to watch, I'm going to give that a rewatch. But all the like the standard, and we've probably done this break before, but like all the standard, <laughs> like Elf, Grinch. um, The Jim Carrey Grinch? Yeah. That's a like, fucked up movie. Uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? A Christmas Story. Yeah. Polar Express, like movies that people talk about loving in the Christmas season and want to watch, I can't stand them. Yeah. Like, they're just bad. 
The Polar Express is kind of watchable just because it's like a weird movie that they filmed with real people and turned rotoscoping. It, yeah. I hate that. Before they figured it out. When you watch it now, it's like, oh, this is like an insane movie where Tom Hanks plays every character. He's singing songs about hot chocolate and everyone has like a fucking insane face with lifeless eyes. I'd rather just watch Waking Life. Mm, a link later work. Or uh scan a scanner darkly do you remember when we saw that in the theaters in dedham i do that was uh that was a good movie yeah i like that movie a lot actually it's good like toasty the, like mad the rotoscoping kind of is cool that was back when robert downey jr actually still made movies yeah before he was just tony stark for the rest of time don't forget about doolittle <sighs> but yeah 8-bit christmas that's uh it's called that because he's like trying to find a vintage nintendo for his son type movie. That's also most Christmas movies. Jingle like, all the way. Yeah, they're like, yeah. we don't need to put too much thought into it because it's a Christmas movie. So just do like the thing. Uh, that's like, I think that it, the reason I dislike them is because they're lazy. Yeah. It's just lazy. It's just a movie on earth existing. And for what? Yeah. Truly. 8-Bit Christmas. This movie has eight bits. It'll be a miracle. if if i get eight bits in this fucking show i'll be happy (laughs) if i get eight bits in the next six shows i'll be happy he's back i feel like i'm full of duds tonight oh and uh fucking you brought up jared leto your friendship with me for five minutes thanks harvey that was nice and loud yeah that sounded horrible (laughs) the who's in house of gucci which we were gonna see today but it was a bit of a time crunch and the theater was packed. Like you were saying, the right the movies are kind of like back. This is a discussion I actually wanted to have on air because I looked into the Adam Tickets app, which I've been using for years. It's Of all of them, it's my favorite. That's a little plug. You're welcome, guys. All eight of our listeners are now subscribing. They're in. Adam Tickets, I go in. I look at the theater near us, the Majestic 7 or whatever it's called. There's... A 4 p.m. showing of House of Gucci. Granted, it's Black Friday and a lot of people didn't work Mm. or they had early half days. The entire theater was pretty much full of like you could get like a shitty seat up front or something, but the Mm. good seats all gone. Yeah. Which hasn't I haven't seen that on a ticket app in two years. Truly. I I can't even consider those first two rows (sighs) that are like I don't even know why they're there. I don't know. They just, yeah, it should just be blank. Yeah. Or they I should could, be free. I couldn't watch a movie like that. I've done right. it a handful of times and it was a nightmare every time. I don't even consider like that I In saw the days it. when like your parents would, there would be no pre sale of tickets mm. and your parents would drive you to us, like our parents rather, would drive us down to Kingston and we'd just get out of the car and go in and then we'd all have like $20 on us to buy a movie ticket. Hey. And then like if the movie was like almost fully sold out, we'd just be trapped. It's just like, well, I guess we're just going to have to sit in these like, whereas now I just be like, no, and just go back to my car and go home. Yeah. But the movies, what we were saying is the movies are back. The movies. The movie theaters, I should say. Like a lot of decent stuff is coming out, like some Oscar worthy flicks. Some yeah. interesting things are on the horizon. Like we got the new P- we've done this, but the new there's a new Wes Anderson movie that I don't think I would enjoy, but still people like it. Paul mm. Thomas Anderson's coming out with a new movie. There's the House of Gucci's gonna be big. Yeah. Um Anderson Cooper has a new movie, <laughs> Louis Anderson, <laughs> Charlie Anderson from my sixth grade class at Derby Academy. They're all putting something out. And it's yeah. I'm just ex- I'm here to be excited about it. It's yeah. like we've 
I was the first guy to say that movie theaters were going to go out of business. And I'm trying to say that I don't believe that anymore. I'm starting to rather. He's starting to believe Matrix stuff. And yeah, like the first couple rows aside, I don't mind going to the movies when there's a crowd. If like it's a fun movie and like, yeah. you know, the crowd atmosphere, mainly for like comedies and stuff. If it's a good crowd. Yeah. Like that, can, the, that depends on the crowd. It can help certain movies. Other ones, it's like, I don't care if anyone's here. As much as I enjoy an empty house, there is something special about like the whole theater. It's, it's cool if you're at like the Chestnut Hill Theater where you have a little space and there's nobody right on top of you and yeah. you look out and just every seat's full. Yeah. It gives like some energy to the crowd. Yeah. It's like at a stand up show when everyone's having a laugh. It's like, oh, this is, it makes it more of a thing. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Because if you're in an empty house, the mo- even if the movie's great, just it doesn't pack as much of a punch. I don't know what it is. Because it's like a big empty room. Yeah. I don't know. Going to see movies in the theater is outstanding. And outstanding. The HBO Max thing is going to die out soon. I know. I'm, I was talking about that yesterday with uh, my brother's wife. Because it's been like a godsend for them. They don't have to go out and they can watch like new movies. And... We are like, yeah, it's, it's ending at the end of December. The Matrix, that's the last one. Hopefully Which we they... probably won't even go. We'll probably see that in the theater. Yeah, I'm dying to see that in the theater. Such a theater movie. Mm. But what will we say? House of Gucci-wise, Jared Leto, who put on... Actually, he didn't put on weight for this movie. He wore a fat suit. What? He, even though he's put on weight in the past for that... Speaking of the Beatles, that movie where he played the guy who shot John Lennon. Oh, the number 27. Yes, or, or the chapter 27. The letter, the letter number 23 with Jim Carrey. <laughs> yes. or Both classics <laughs> that people still love and talk about all the time. But yeah, he put on weight for that movie. This movie, I think he wore some prosthetics, maybe put on a little bit of weight. But he was quoted saying this in an article the other day. I was snorting lines of marinara sauce. I had olive oil for blood. I did a deep dive. If you took a biopsy of my skin, it would come back as Parmesan cheese. This is my love letter to Italy. <laughs> Jared Leto oh. saying this. So he really just <laughs> likes to say Do you say think he things. thought that was funny or? I think so. And yeah. Huh. There's more here. I don't even feel like saying this. It's so embarrassing. But yeah, he's still in like Joker mode. It's like Jared Leto like taking some woman out on a date. They go through the back of the kitchen. They come oh. out and they make a table for him up front. Yeah. What a cartoon character. The worst part is he's not like a bad actor. When I he's see not. him and stuff, I'm like, I'm like mad because I'm like, ah, oh, he's not bad. He's just everything he says in the real world and. But you don't the like Joker 30 Seconds stuff. to Mars? You don't think that redeems him? I think they might even have a couple cuts. They I, might. I haven't heard them in a while. I can't remember how I stand on them. I have. There's one in particular that I, like, non or unironically love. Lainly. But yeah, I don't. I hope he actually was doing all this. Snorting lines of marinara. Because it's like, what the fuck? Fucking Hasaguchi. This is the one I like. I've probably played this on air before. You know this. That like... <laughs> I mean... 
Sounds like a song. It's so lame. <laughs> Can you picture Jared Leto in... I, I'm picturing like almost Steven Tyler level of scarfs. <laughs> Him just all sinewy <laughs> up on stage, just moving his arms around. and Yeah, that sounds too real. He's such a tool. I'm wincing. <sighs> Speaking of tools... Dude, Requiem for a Dream though? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? It's my favorite movie to put on on a party. I love that bit. He's in on it. But uh, Kevin Spacey will have to oh. pay thir- oh, yeah. $30.9 <laughs> million dollars to the pro- uh, production company behind House of Cards due to damages involved over his firing from the series a few years ago. Oops. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> what happened, Kev? He just raped a bunch of boys, carrying Anthony Rapp over the threshold at that party when he was like 11. Yeah. Then he had some incident with that guy in Nantucket. I love the whole Spacey story. Him yeah. just humiliating himself, going out with Billionaire Boys Club. He had the, like, a whole litany of accusations and incidents. And then some of the accusers like mysteriously died. He's probably having people killed. Does he have enough dough to pull off a killing? That's what I want to know. Maybe he won't after paying, coughing up this 30 mil. I mean, yeah, if he's got 31 mil. But yeah, the he's got to address this in his yearly fucked up video address to the nation that he does every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, him with like a glass of scotch and an apron on, carving up a turkey by a fireplace, doing the Frank Underwood voice. Yeah, but like half doing it, like... Do I have chops anymore? I'm completely disgraced and... Barely exist. I'm going to go out on a limb and say swimming with sharks is his best. I haven't seen that in so long. I don't even remember. Neither do I. I just was hoping you'd be aghast. (laughs) (laughs) They were talking about on a Joe List has a movie podcast called Joe and Renan Talk Movies. Right. It's very enjoyable. They're talking about American Beauty the other day and they gave it such a skewering about like how shitty everything about it is and how overrated it is i haven't watched it in a while but i think they might be right about a lot of it they were making like some incredible points yeah i rewatched it it was one of those movies that like in 01 or whenever it came out 98 or whenever it was Mm. it felt so compelling and like well done yeah and i think certain elements of it just aren't that shocking anymore like the weed aspect like no one doesn't smoke weed anymore basically it's it's legal in stores the the homophobia (laughs) stuff like everybody no one gives a shit about being gay anymore except for like the truly backwards people they hit on that that's like a big joke in the movie like can you believe the neighbors are gay and it's just like bacula and some other side it's just like yeah that was woke for the time period to just acknowledge homosexuality outside of like a Matthew Shepard, like some gay guy getting killed. Like just, oh, there's a character in this movie who's gay and he's not like, you know, yeah. Perez Hilton. Like, And it was written by a gay guy, Alan Ball, who did like Six Feet Under. Oh. So that makes it even funnier that it's like Who directed it again? Sam? Uh, Sam Mendes. Mendes. I almost said Raimi. <laughs> I mean, it would have been doper if he did. But yeah, they just made some great points so if you like listening to us talk about movies check that out and they address that thing that i've always brought up like why is the weed that kevin spacey buys in this movie like twenty five hundred dollars an eighth 
There's no weed that could possibly be dope enough. Right, especially 30 years ago. Yeah. Like or, you know, it's just, oh yeah, this is the most expensive weed on the planet. I'd go, how about I'm just going to get weed somewhere else? This is yeah. stupid. It's a dumb thing, but it's so glaring when you watch it. It's just like someone should have uh, told Alan Ball what weed costs. Right, like what's it, what's how much is a, is a weed these days? You know, like yeah. three grand for yeah. the amount that'll last you two weeks? Okay, cool. How, how much are these reefer sticks? And the first trailer for DC League of Super Pets has been released. Uh, a new animated movie starring the voice of everyone's favorite duo, The Rock and Kevin Hart. You fired up about this, Hank? I am not. Mm. I am fired up about The Rock. Or I'm sorry, Kevin Hart's new show on Netflix, though. Oh, yeah. It's him and like Wesley Snipes. Uh, yeah. I like how Wesley's back. Yeah, he needs this dough to he pay does. back his taxes. I was forget so. he was like imprisoned for several years. <laughs> Me and Kevin are back. We're superhero dogs and we're fucking having a goo. I I saw this and was just like, will someone like give me a moment to breathe? These rock projects, they're just never ending. What is his life like in terms of just like he raps one thing and the other thing's already rolling? And like, I can't even, you can't even compare his career to anybody else. He's just like, yeah. he's just t like all encompassing. For I can't even think of a better way to describe it. He's just everywhere. I saw a thing online the other day that like, they're talking about The Rock or Tom Holland for the next James Bond. Who's your pick? How about it's neither? Like, I'd rather never watch a movie ever again. <laughs> That's my pick. I'd rather fucking put... I'm putting movies into the obits. It's over. The Shaken, not stirred, brother. The martini glass just shatters in his hand. I'm going to put movies into the obits, and it's going to become a black hole that will eat the chill zone. They had to just sew two tuxes together for this to even fit over my body, brother, as I pump steroids into my body. <laughs> Roll call. Say body again, mm -hmm. you fucking zilch. Try my tequila. We're shooting uh, Red Notice 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, all back to back to back to back to back. Lucy's dad said he liked Red Notice yesterday. I was like, oh, no. And he typically has pretty good taste, too. I didn't know how to. I was like, I just was. I, I like the guy, and he's cool. So I was like, I got to be honest with you. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I'm, pi I'm picturing you, like, him saying that, and you, like, dropping your fork and knife, and them clinking on the Thanksgiving plate. Just like, ah. We're, I'm, I'm gonna go take. We're a walk. standing, yeah. We were standing in the kitchen. He was actually helping us with a project. We have a bulb out or something, mm. and like the, I don't know, some electrical thing. And I, I go, I gotta be honest, with you, I, I hated it. And I was like, but I mean, they got two more of them coming, so buckle up. Oof, disgusting. They'll probably make a fourth and then a fifth. Yeah. Never ending. And then it'll be a series. It should have been a fucking series. Little six part and done forever. Should have been a. 30 second commercial because <laughs> that's all it amounted to at the end right. of the day but uh i know you'll be excited about this hayao miyazaki do you have famous uh director in the he's behind studio ghibli which is they make all those like spirited away all is these it ghibli probably like that. french word yeah if you think someone at home's that, it's like it's that. not french okay but he's been retired for like a decade. He's uh, coming back for one final film, a fantasy on a grand scale. He says, a lot of people think it's because 
his son made his first animated movie recently, and it was like a legendary turkey. And oh. everyone thinks like he's coming out of retirement, like oh, my son made a dud. I gotta make one more. He's cleansing the palate. Yeah, I like that. Which is a cool move. It's cool when people come out of retirement. It's like you know what? I got one more in me. I actually like that too. Yeah. You know, uh, Daniel Day Lewis will come out of retirement one of these days. <clears throat> I hope he comes out of retirement with a complete like commercial turkey yeah. directed by like F. Gary Gray. That's just like a complete commercial flop. That'd be so funny. Yeah, like or a, a shitty like taken type action or movie. Or a critical flop rather. Yeah. yeah. Like some dud. I'm back. And I'm the gray. <laughs> My daughter's been kidnapped and I'm springing into action. <laughs> I actually want to watch this movie now. Like it would just be so enjoyable to watch him be humbled in a bad movie. Mm. And it sucks that we'll never get to see that. Yeah. Because he's just coming out swinging with over-the-top Oscar winners every six years. Yeah. And then he'll probably, know, he like we said, he probably won't do another one. I mean, Phantom Thread, that's a good one to go out on if he sticks Phantom to Phantom Thread is probably my favorite of his movies. It's great. Which is most people would say gangs, but. Great rewatch. It's like one of the weirdest movies ever made, but it looks so classy that... <laughs> You almost like don't even get mm. how I completely how missed how funny it was in the theater the first time. I had like yeah. two laughs and I was like, that was good. It's a legit when, cackle. Right. It's genuinely hysterical upon rewatch when you're waiting for certain stu- certain cues. Yes, it is. <clears throat> and that Halo show, did we talk about this last week? <laughs> Pretty good Halo echo. <laughs> He's going to do the whole echo for the entirety of the, the menu. But yeah, for people who, uh, who aren't nerds and aren't aware, Halo's uh, um, er. a video game series for Xbox. And uh, they're supposed to make a movie a bunch of times. It never panned out. It's finally coming together as like a Showtime TV series. <laughs> Showtime, like, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah we can. Uh, we'll sign on the line for 11 seasons at the very least today but yeah they released a teaser trailer that didn't really show much of anything so it's hard to gauge whether it'll be good or not probably give it a go when it comes out see what's doing yeah i'm in it's one of those things like how will this be a show halo's just like a shooter game where the main character wears a helmet the whole time it doesn't really lend itself to a uh no story that's another thing i'm sick of every star wars thing like it's all a guy in a helmet, like Mandalorian. Now there's the Boba Fett show. He's got a helmet. Everyone's got a fucking helmet on. Too many helmets. Maybe we put helmets in the obits? I would say so. He's in. Yeah. Obits are bad. Especially uh, for cyclists. Yeah. Please. And children. There's also a new Halo video game. We should get back into playing video games and just fully... I'm there. Fucked up assholes. That PS5, just impossible to obtain. Supply chain and chip issues. Kid. That's fucked up. I don't even want it. I just want it because you can't get it. Yeah. Classic. That's fair. Do you have any more news? I don't think I got... Uh, um, <laughs> The Island Boys got booed at Club Live in Miami. Oh, word? The Island Boys. Those guys, they like came out and just did that with no track behind them mm. in red matching red vests and red shoes and red pants and the entire <laughs> crowd turned on them. Uh-oh. There's all sorts of videos online. It's great. It's funny when internet sidecars like that, they have their <clears> moment <throat> and everyone just realizes like, you know what? 
We're out. Two weeks ago, I was genuinely, or I'd say a month ago at this point, I was genuinely considering spending $185 oh. to have the Island Boys do a cameo for us. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the cryptocurrency of internet bits. Like it's just like there's it's a flash in the pan thing. You had to catch it right at the right time. Yeah, they're probably half that already on Cameo. I, I don't know how quickly the prices drop, but as soon as they... I'm, I've made the joke that I was going to hold off until they were completely irrelevant. Mm. So like 18 months from now, and then like we roar back in with them doing the Island Boys, like to the <laughs> point where they're probably not even going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. That's when I'm going to I'm gonna strike. <laughs> they're bad. <clears throat> and uh, Jay-Z became the most Grammy-nominated artist in history. A word. As a Jay Z fan, I'm psyched about that. So that's cool. Did he? What was his new track? I don't. That's a great question. Uh, to be honest, I'm not a fan of current Jay Z. I've I've actually had a a point of saying like he has like four awesome albums. Mm. Like prior to meeting Beyonce, I even five like Reasonable Doubt, um, The Life and Times of Sean Carter, Blueprint. And then, uh, to be honest, I love the album with R. Kelly. I know you're not supposed to say that, but mm. and then there's one more that I'm forgetting. But that, uh, that one in Paris can't knock the hustle or something like that. Oh, N words in Paris. Yes, I was uh, hoping you would just say it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm woke now. But like his old, I hate to be that guy too. But like to be honest, my favorite Jay Z album of all time is the Blueprint, the original one. The second one's cool too, Blueprint Two. <laughs> And like the whole time he went with the Nas beef and like just that early 2000s Jay-Z, that 90s Jay-Z, mm. amazing. And then he meets Beyonce in like 07, whatever. Mm. And like they team up, they do a few songs together, like Bonnie and Clyde and like uh, Crazy in Love. And then just in my opinion, he sort of flushed himself down the toilet, but like obviously made a like a billion dollars yeah. in the process their combined net worth is bonkers so like to criticize that is silly but mm. as someone who was a fan of like original like new york jay-z like he's an icon and that kind of went away he's sort of like a family businessman now and it's less cool like it's like he's i don't want to say he sold out because that's dumb he's not a businessman he's <clears throat> a business man agreed <laughs> that that is, in fact, the truth. I got, I got so excited when I just remember that. It's, like, it's the one Jay-Z line I know. Because <laughs> yeah. you said businessman. But Snuck it in. if you haven't heard older Jay-Z, check mm. him out. That's my, that's my PSA. It's and I don't know what his new song is. Yeah, it's probably like on the soundtrack for that Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes show or something. Aha. And yeah, that... I just want to mention real quick that new South Park special that for some reason is only on mm. Paramount Plus. Home run. Yeah, it was excellent. It's called Post COVID. It's like this is the first of their like 14 made for TV movies or specials, super long episodes, <clears throat> whatever you call them. It was great. It was like the funniest, best South Park thing I've seen in years. I don't know if we want to spoil it, but it shows them like grown up. I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah. Beyond that, if we start describing specific jokes. Yeah. But yeah, it was very well done. I didn't love the the pan or the vaccine special or the pandemic special, to be honest. Mm. This one's funnier than both of them. Yeah, they did something new. It was uh and they kinda got away from the Stan's dad weed farm stuff, although it was still slightly. I was gonna involved. say, of course they had to bring that back in. 
just because they can't shake that. But they're like future Cartman with like those charming kids mm. who had his voice, but they were like cute. It was really making me cackle. Yeah, that was funny. Please, Uncle Cat. <clears throat> God damn it, Cat. Yeah, so it's weird the whole streaming landscape because it's so confusing trying to navigate it. It's like, so this is a Comedy Central show that you can find it on Paramount Plus. But the show isn't on Paramount Plus. Correct. And like But the but the show is on Peacock? Yeah. Because NBC It's all just Explain that to me. NBC CBS Viacom owns Comedy Central. So Paramount Plus is their property. Hmm. Paramount Plus is what used to be CBS All Access. So them having a Viacom slash Comedy Central show makes sense. Yeah. NBC is their direct competitor and does mm. not own Comedy Central. So why do they own the rights to the series? Like new South Park episodes come out on on Peacock? I don't I don't think Peacock is involved South Park wise, but Okay. All good. the all the new specials or whatever are just going to Paramount Plus. Well, what, I'm even more confused now. And yeah, then the Where's new the episodes show? they'll probably be on HBO Max or Tubi or It's HBO Max. <laughs> You're right. Even, it's HBO Max. Yeah. It's all just a mess like which you is saying, Warner Brothers. You're becoming a Yellowstone guy. I am. That show, the same thing. That show airs on Paramount's channel. That I think is just called the Paramount Channel. But it's not on the streaming service Paramount Plus. Right. It's on Peacock. It, it airs on the Paramount Channel, but Peacock owns it. So I was saying, like, someone was like, is it an NBC stream show? Like, does it air on network? And I was like, well, no. It's got nudity and violence and, and cursing. And- yeah. So it's definitely not network TV. And it's funny because it's like the ultimate dad show. Oh, yeah. And I imagine them all just having such a nightmare of a time finding this. Where is my show, kid? It's on Paramount Network, but not Plus. How is this even possible? Imagine there's some executive out there who thinks all of it just makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. So it's here, and then it's there, and then it's there. I don't, I don't understand what you don't get about it. Like, with, I can picture like with Ben Shapiro's voice just being super condescending in a suit. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's I don't know mess. why you can't find it. They'll figure it out in like 20 years. The goal is the that is. they're all working in cahoots to get us to subscribe to everything. Mm. Which like, guess what? You don't have to trick me into subscribing for everything. I'm going to just subscribe for to everything, so make it more streamlined. He's in. I'm not going to be like Monty and be like, well, I guess I can cancel HBO, <laughs> and that'll take us down to $13 a month for monthly expenses. But like, I can only get so many more trials. And like, can we get through all of Succession on a free trial? And like, like nickel and diming my way through my television viewing. The free trial? I'm just going to blanket subscribe to every available streaming service, sit back and let them ding my fucking American Express until the end of time. I'm the I'm like the consummate consumer. I should get special treatment for this shit. I should just have all the shows that I want in one area. That's no fair. searching required. Word. Or like when you do the Apple TV search for a movie and it pops up as the something movies. like a way to pay for it to watch it, but there's three free ways to watch it and they don't give them to you. Mm. But sometimes they do. It's like, oh, but just sometimes. Okay. Yeah, we should be like movie VIPs. We yes. should have black cards that should get us... Free rentals, free tickets. Free everything. Yeah. If you could. Mm -hmm. Hollywood, are you listening? Do you still listen? You don't want us to see your movies right when they come out so we can come on here and just talk about them from the sidelines about how much we didn't like them and make jokes and play snarky sound bites and then pump this out to our social media? 
make you look bad? Come on, give us that for free. Give Could us you? premiere access. Would you? Because I think you should. You want to take a break? That seems fair. Then, you have uh, any more news? I don't think so. I mean, I did rewatch The Town the other day, and the news is it's still fucking sick. I think I'm done with um, Mayor of Kingstown. Ooh. Lucy said she hates it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to just watch this solo. Like, I thought you were in. Yeah, it's the kind of show, it barely exists. Like, I'd keep watching it if you were going to keep watching it. So I could, like, bid along. But, yeah, I'm probably done, too. It's in that same category as, like, City on a Hill. Like, I came in hot. and I think I watched all of the first season of City on a Hill, actually. But this, this, I just, there's nothing for me there. Yeah. Everything's coming up Renner right now, though. (laughs) He's got Mayor oh, Kingston. Hawkeye. Hawkeye just came out, which I did watch the first two episodes of while we're in the TV corner right here. It's uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's not bad. What did you like about it, may I ask? <laughs> I mean, the fact that Jeremy Renner is reprising his role as uh, the least essential and memorable member of the Avengers. He, uh, yeah, it's like very stupid and cheesy, but... All those shows are like multiverse crazy now. Um, they're, they're all like very complicated and ri- ridiculous. This one was so like cheesy and simple and watchable. It was almost like admirable. Mm. Like Jeremy Renner, he's the arrow guy. He's shooting arrows. There's a new babe on the scene who's inspired by him. She's shooting arrows. It's got some fun action. It's very stupid. All right. It's got Vera Farmiga playing some sort of a side character. Who's Two pills. Like, gonna be a villain it's on disney plus i think of all the like marvel shows they've had so far it's the most enjoyable like i was actually i mean what was that other one wandavision was trash falcon and winter soldier was I'm surprised i can even remember the name of that show it was so bad we watched the first episode on the show i feel like it was just nothing no thanks but yeah hawkeye worth a watch if you like the fucking Avengers stuff. Or if you're a fan of Jeremy Renner from his app developing work. But yeah, maybe we take a break. Watch uh, Dear Evan Hansen or something. Okay, great. He's in. We'll be right back. This is unemployed insurance salesman Mike Montero. And this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for Enough the Podcast. Hey team, we're back, and thank you to King of the Turkey Heads, Michael Montero, for that holiday well wish. It was lovely. Mm. This is, we didn't even mention that this is our Black Friday Spectacular. Ooh, yes it is. I feel like they didn't make as big of a thing as they normally do about that this year. They really didn't, probably because the retail companies don't need any more money because they're just killing everybody this year. Yeah. Because everybody's just buying everything in sight. Yeah, yeah. With their unemployment checks. But folks, we're back from uh, our movie break, which was tumultuous, in a word, I would say. Yeah, As far as finding something to watch goes. We, uh, 
we literally we look through all of the things, all the streamers, just looking for anything new or noteworthy at all. It's just kind of a rough week. We started to try to watch uh, the new Lin Manuel Miranda Netflix original, Tick Tick Boom. Made it about seven minutes in, if that. I'd say maybe four. <laughs> yeah, like it has Andrew Garfield, and I was like, maybe this will be okay. But then they start singing pretty quickly, yeah. and it's it's that very like musical singing where you're like you were doing the like yeah like they're I don't know it was a lot and when Andrew Garfield busted out with this song I thought it was pretty sick <laughs> yeah tick tick boom <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Fred Durst directed it, I'd be much more inclined to watch the duration of it, at the very least. Mm. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And, like, the lyrics to the song were just so, like, on the nose. He's just... I don't even want to repeat them. They were just sickening, frankly. Was he singing about how he writes Hispanic parts and casts non-Hispanic actors? <sighs> he was. He was crooning Great. his heart out about it. That was my favorite Lin Manuel Miranda press that he got canceled for like not being woke enough. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Brought me great joy. And speaking of musicals, Stephen Sondheim died during our break. Who's like a famous computer, computer, composer. And smart like a computer. Composer, musical guy. I think he did Sweeney Todd stuff Sweeney. like that. Probably should have looked him up so I could more no? properly speak to this. I don't have any idea who he is, so we're, you're in good yeah. company. He's in. Some old guy kicked a bucket. Rest in peace, Stephen Sondheim, worker. He's one of those names where you're just like, oh, yeah, hmm. Yes, yes. But then after all that noise, we uh, finally settled on a new Netflix original holiday rom-com called Love Hard. <sighs> We really lucked out because this is probably the greatest movie we've ever seen and covered here on this program. Would you agree? Um, I would go with the bit, but <laughs> as much as like we talked about, there's like junk food TV and junk food movies, yeah. And how like every now and then it's fine to just sit down with something mindless, meaningless, treacly, stupid, simple, yeah, like slow. What people would say. <clears throat> A guilty pleasure movie. Mm. Just something that like sucks, but you're like, it's fun to watch it and make fun of it and be like appalled at how stupid it is. There are a lot of people out there who that's the type of movies they watch all the time. Yeah. That. And we are not like that. No. Or so we this, try not to be, right. but I mean, I didn't not have fun watching this, even though it was bad. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, let's give him a little summary. It's with Nina Dobrev, who is a friend of the show, hi. and Jimmy O. Yang, who I guess is a friend of the show. Sure. And I, yeah, I like, don't really think anyone cares if we spoil the fact that Nina Dobrev gets catfished yeah. by Jimmy O. Yang, who is positioning himself as a much more attractive man. And she flies across the country to surprise him, realizes he's catfishing her. He convinces her to stay and offers to help her meet the guy whose pictures he used. And the rest is going yeah, from like, there. That's the most ludicrous part. Is like She yes. gets there and is like, oh, I've been catfished. Then the guy's like, wait, I'll help set you up with the guy that I was pretending to be. <laughs> like Very silly and goofy. 
It's like a family matter storyline. <laughs> and then guess what? Everybody has a heart of gold and Jimmy O. Yang gets the girl anyway. Whoops. That's it, a big spoiler, but guess what? You're not going to watch it. It's not a spoiler when it's a romantic comedy. Literally 99.9% of them end that way. And then once every like seven years, there's one where they don't get together at the end. And everyone's like, oh, wow. Everybody gets killed. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, this was like a cliche marathon, mm. rom-com wise. Truly was. She's got like the sidecar gal pal who's all wacky and sex crazed, telling her to go for it. Whoa. Jimmy O. Yang's got like the wacky brother who's a dickhead who he needs to stand up to in a series of uh, predictable madcap romp set pieces. But yeah, the by the end of it, it was so like complicated and absurd. They throw in a couple other guys just to, you know, make it more of like a thing. It, it was kind of fun mm. for you, what it you is. You loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <clears throat> it was kind of a fun turkey. I was having fun uh, just making fun of it. Jack really loves uh, our friend of ours, friend of the show, John Flannery, loves Nina Dobrev. Mm. And she's definitely attractive. Yeah. But she's kind of like a thinner, more plain version of Rachel Lee Cook or Jennifer Love Hewitt or something. Yeah. She's kind of got that like almost 90s look to her. Mm. And there's just, it's like she's like a diet Alicia Vikander. Oh, word. Yeah, extremely diet. Because, yeah, she's a babe, but she just isn't a great actress. She's definitely like attractive. But I, she just bores me, and I think that part of that is because as I grow older and get slightly less shallow, mm. I'm sort of looking for people to be talented and exceptional. Oh, word. Kind of like ourselves. And has got some growth. So I'm like less like, oh, she's a babe. That's all that matters. Yeah. Like Megan Fox was a favorite of mine forever, and she as she now dates Machine Gun Kelly and makes turkey after turkey, mm. There's really, it's the, the like lifting up the hood of the Transformer with the gene cutoffs or the tra- the car and Transformers rather mm. in, in the gene cutoffs with the sweat on her face. And Kid. you know what I'm talking about? The Shia LaBeouf movie uh, scene. Yeah. Those days are long <laughs> gone for me wow. with her. Cause like just, she's so bad mm. and I can see past the, the glitz now, which I'm yeah. doing with this. Like you mentioned Alicia... Vikander, if she was in a rom-com like this, I'd be like, why is this happening? Like, she's way better than this. Mm. Watching Nina Dobrev in this, I was like, she's exactly where she should be. <laughs> like, starring in a movie like this. Right. And just kind of, like, being okay. She's a Gal Gadot. It's like, just be a model. You're a babe. Agreed. Or continue to make Netflix originals. It seems to be working for a lot of people. And what else did we watch this week, Ryan? Can we talk about King Richard? We can. The Aha. new uh, Will Smith, John Bernthal vehicle on HBO Max and in theaters about mm-hmm. the story of Venus and Serena Williams and their father who led them to tennis superstardom. Yes, yes, yes. A bit of a biopic mm. that uh, we're tennis guys. You like tennis. We are. We're tennis guys. Yeah. I, this was a little slow, as you may expect, but Will Smith is obviously a pro. 
One thing I have to say about this movie is it was kind of boring until Barenthal arrived in like the second act mm. and just like took over the movie, at least for me, yeah. which is something he's great at. Like he'll arrive in like, say, A Wolf of Wall Street 40 minutes in and just become the movie. Yeah, he really is a, a scene stealer, yeah. as they say. But yeah, Will Smith is in like tell the truth biopic mode right. in this movie. He does action movies or based on true story, heart-tugging dramas like this. I wrote that down. Yeah, he has two speeds. Coolest guy in the room or a total sob story. And now, like, Guess what? He's kind of dope at both. Yeah. <laughs> he can kind of like be charming and then get poignant. But yeah, this movie, yeah, it shows him like planning their entire lives before they were even born. He's in the champion raising business. This does have, and the the girls who play young Serena and Venus Williams, I thought they were really good. And you could tell they did like training to right. appear like they were yeah, the tennis, tennis grades. The tennis scenes were believable. Yeah. And I'm sure some, like it's easy to CGI the ball. Hmm. So it's not all real, but they were moving in the right way and their strokes looked legit. Yeah. And I heard something where like they were actually did training. So I think that's they went pretty for cool. it. Um, yeah, I was enjoying like the tennis stuff. Mm. I did a lot of uh, playing tennis this past summer, mm. which was unexpected and fun with friends of the show, uh, Dan and Monica. Shout out. Ayo. And yeah, the tennis is dope. One of the simplest, most enjoyable sports for Scotty's money. I think it's at, you're selling yourself short. It's actually uh, a very challenging thing. Well, yeah, it's tough, but I just like how, like... It's, like, easy to get going. Yeah. Yeah. It's to get good at tennis. Once you've got it and you've got the basics, like, you can kind of hit with anybody. Yeah. Like, if they're not trying to beat you, if you're just trying to... The objective is to keep the ball going. But to get good at tennis, like, I imagine, like, most people probably couldn't do that if they didn't start young. Yeah. It's like golf. Yeah. And I used to play back in the day, not so much anymore, but they'd, like, never played. So I looked like... Right. Pete Sampras out there, which who's featured in this movie. In a, there's a fun scene with Sampras and John McEnroe mm. meeting the Williams sisters at a young age. Scotty's Sports Corner. Yeah, yeah. I wrote note number five on here for me. I wrote boring. <laughs> I didn't think it was boring, especially... Boring's the wrong word, slow. I'll say it was very unsurprising, but... Right. I, I had no problem with that. It's just like exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, this is fun. There's a scene where Will Smith has a poignant fart when he's like making a deal for uh, Venus to join Nike or something. Can That's we take Dean McDermott, or I'm sorry, Dylan McDermott does not get enough work. Yeah, he was And he's great in everything. He reacts to that fart very powerfully mm. <laughs> with disgust. And you know Will Smith gives a powerful speech or two. He uh, sneaks him in towards the end very powerfully. Ank might be wondering, did Scotty cry while watching oh, this no. Will Smith tennis movie? Come on, dude. The answer is yes. What part? <laughs> when Will Smith gets beat up by those guys in the park and he's looking all downish? No, I think during one of his speeches. Because he starts crying... That's all it takes to get me to cry in a movie. Show someone else actually crying, and that'll—that's usually enough. We get a 
to get me. I need to fully explain to me where the tears are coming from. Like what's inspiring (laughs) that? Where they're coming from. What what is that like? Like I I, I score high on empathy score, like uh, EQ, like empathy tests. Like I I do well. (laughs) So like, it's not that I lack empathy. Lucy lacks empathy. We both took that test the other day. Said like a true robot. I passed the empathy test. (laughs) What a, how do you cry? Where is this coming from? Where is it coming from? What's that like? (laughs) I mean, it's almost like I'm so fake that I've incepted myself and I like, I know how to be to achieve a certain score or whatever, to get people to perceive, perceive me in a certain way. Wow. This is like ex machina two. You're the new Alicia Vikander undercover fucking as a dope robot. I could tell you what I'd be doing for the next three days if I were her, huh? Oh, you can't see it, but I'm winking at Scott. I'd be fingering myself. (laughs) robotically um and dopely but yeah this was solid i think i gave it three out of five like will smith rules like he's like coming into the twilight of his career which is sort of weird Mm. and i'm not twilight really but like he's like in a he's hit some he's hit a stride of like there will be no more bad boys movies even if there is i think they do have plans for that's what i'm saying it won't it'll be like lethal weapon style though where they're like i don't know how we're pulling this off because they already Mm. were almost there in the third one yeah. And it'll be good and we'll see it, whatever. But like he's going to start taking, I think, more of these type of roles in terms of. I'm trying to think of like movies that he's a bad at. Like, I guess Gemini Man, he's pretty. Yeah, he's settling into like dad roles now. Yeah. He's the age where it's like, I got to play a dad. But like Gemini Man didn't do very well, did it? I think it did okay. Who directed Probably that again? Like Smith Tarantino? Movie. No, it was a. John Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Saying another Asian guy, what a dick. Close enough, kid. Hey, oh. But yeah, as far as like inspirational, true story, sports dramas go, mm. I thought this was really solid and yeah. recommend it wholeheartedly. I think it's on HBO Max for the next three weeks. Yeah. So. Not worth going to the theater, in my opinion. Well, maybe. I don't know. You could watch it at home. Get the same Just, effect. Yeah. It doesn't need the screen. Haha. And I was pissed that there wasn't a Will Smith original song over the end credits like he used to do. <laughs> For all his movies. Like it's me, bit. <laughs> it's me Richard Williams, the, <laughs> the father of Venus and Serena. Is blah, 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 blah. Ha, ha. That would have really hit the spot. <clears throat> Hopefully in the director's cut. But uh, yeah, that's probably enough about that movie. Let's see if any more Will Smith stuff. Remember no. when he revealed that... Uh, he sometimes throws up when he comes. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Sometimes I throw up when someone comes in my mouth. <laughs> so I get that. Maybe that's what he was talking about. So you're like the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Ah. Can we talk about Eyes of Tammy Faye? Certainly. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Vincent D'Onofrio, Jessica Chastain movie about uh, Tammy Faye. The, I guess you could call her... Um, religious zealot yeah televangelist i think better word for it is what they would do yeah her and jim baker i get i didn't even really know this story but i feel like most people do question mark i didn't know the story of it but i knew that she existed and i knew that she was like a character with like the caked face and makeup and yeah i think they were one of the first like religious people right. who got embroiled into like a scheme with a network 
Right. They had like the the relig- like the church TV show and they were just bilking people out of money and saying it was going to this like, you know, religious foundation and it was really just going into their pockets and they bought all these elaborate things and cars and homes and then they got caught and they got all the money taken away and like that's yeah, kind of the, a classic rise and fall yeah. true story type deal. It was directed by Michael Showalter. Interesting. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of like different stuff. He did that Shrink Next Door show that I keep forgetting to watch that you said was good on Apple+. Plus. I'm falling out of love with it, but I think it's more in your Q zone than mine. Okay. I think you'll really like it. All right. Because, yeah, he did uh, Wet Hot American Summer or wrote it the Baxter, a bunch of like cool indie stuff. But now he's doing more like mainstream, big budget stuff. Cause he did the big sick, that Kumail right. movie. That was a big hit. And now he's Monty's like, favorite actor. Yeah. And now he's gotten a big, like a bump up. He's directed movies with Academy Award nominees. I bet Jessica Chastain thinks she's going to get an Oscar nomination for this movie. She might. It's been a weird they, year. They did the classic, like, I don't know if she gained weight or if they fat-suited her up for this. We looked it up. They fat-suited. Yeah. That's what and I, Andrew Garfield's face is prosthetics. Yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. Not real. Neither of them. Because, yeah, she did the whole monster thing. They make her look, like, weird and gross because she plays this, uh, I guess Tammy Faye was just like a physical abomination of sorts like she wasn't a <laughs> bad looking woman but she had all this work done she had a fucked up haircut fucked up clothes and covered covered herself in makeup yeah she was one of those like she just had a, a wacky look like spike bleach blonde hair a bunch of wackiness going on so yeah i can see why she took this role she's like oh i'll get a oh yeah i'll get an oscar nomination i i thought i would like this a little more i needed it to be like even more dark than it mm. was like i needed it to be like more gritty yeah they're both doing accent work that didn't really wow me right they were kind of like in and out of it i didn't think they really they're both super talented in their own stuff other movies that were their own like right place right time like i think andrew garfield's probably best performance was social network mm. i guess and hers is I don't know. Honestly, I really liked her in Scenes from a Marriage, as redundant as that show became. A word. That being said, I feel like he's 36 and she's 41. Mm. So like them as a married couple, like I was, he also has a sort of a young face despite the Jerry, uh, or whatchamacallit, prosthetics. Yeah. Playing Jerry Falwell, he, uh, different guy. Jerry mm. Falwell is in this movie too, though. But it just, I don't know. It's just I had I had trouble suspending disbelief. Like I figured out the facial prosthetics thing pretty early on. I thought their chemistry was kind of lacking. Overall, I did like this though, and I yeah. thought it was interesting. So I gave it three out of five. I thought it was. <clears throat> I liked it too. Like I was never bored. I enjoyed no. it all the way through. And true stories get like a bump up because it's like oh, I'm learning something. I'm like filling in the blanks yeah. of this story that I should probably know about. But I did think it was it was kind of goofy most of the runtime. Then at the end, it gets like super serious, which I thought was uh, tonally odd. Right. It sort of set the stage one way and then kind of pulled the curtain back weirdly at the end. Yeah. But it's a good, like, relatable story because, or at least they portray them as, like, 
they're not evil people. They're just kind of like dipshits who get in over their head and are just like, whoops. And yeah, I think even if you don't know the true story, this is uh, worth a watch. Agreed. Or maybe special if you don't. Going fresh. And it's, I think this is still in theaters on iTunes, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Probably be on Hulu soon. Maybe. Yeah, I don't see that lasting as just a pay for flick. Yeah. I waited for it to be available to rent. I really wanted to watch it. And like a week ago, it was $20 rental or $20 to buy. And I was like, I'm never going to watch that twice. Mm. Um, I've been watching a shitload of Yellowstone. Oh. And I need everybody to get on board with me. Yes, yes. Lucy and I tried a couple. I think we almost a long time ago. We tried the first or second, like first two episodes. And I wasn't 100% sold Mm. because it does have a bit of a slow burn at the beginning. But Yellowstone is a... I guess Paramount Plus show. I'm sorry, it airs on the Paramount Network. No, it airs on Peacock. Or, right. yeah. It, yeah, it airs on the Paramount Network and it streams on Peacock. Yeah. So if you want to watch it live, it makes total kill sense. Kill yourself. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin Costner plays a like a family man, like the you know, the patriarch of a large family that uh, owns a gigantic ranch in a cattle ranch in Montana. Say I'm a family man, I would agree. And that he has a couple of kids. One of them is like a cowboy type who helps him around. The other one's like a dorky lawyer. And then he has a daughter who's like a businesswoman. And they all have their own separate arcs to it. And it's fucking great. And I'm not gonna like go into great detail since you haven't seen it, but Mm. it's I'm just like so in. And I have been ripping through episodes. And it's like to the point in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's funny that I'm watching Yellowstone. And now I'm like, wait, what's going to happen next? Yeah. You've had some fun curveball recommendations lately. Yes. <laughs> like the other day when you were saying like, I'm, I'm crazy about Yellowstone suddenly. I was like, is this a bit? Is this real? I like to. I mean, I'm on board for it. I like to get people guessing with my <laughs> recommendations or when, or when I just like admit that I like I'm a fan of something. Yeah. Like when I told the world I was a Star Wars fan for like six weeks. Yeah. It was like the Ted Lasso thing. You're like tearing it apart. Then all of a sudden it's like, I like it. I'm like, what? We got to finish that actually. <laughs> Ted Lasso is a show that I like it, but it's like, there's nothing drawing you back in to watch more of it. Yeah. It's not like compelling, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I stopped somewhere in season two and <clears throat> have no desire to finish it, even though no. I probably will at some point. But yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've been watching. Did you start True Story? The no, uh, Wesley Snipes Kevin Hart vehicle? Are you digging it? I'm like three episodes in. I love it. Ooh. Lucy was not as interested as I was, but it's Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes are brothers. Kevin Hart's kind of playing himself. He's like a comedian slash actor slash just mogul. And Wesley Snipes is like his deadbeat brother. They're at the Philip or the uh, Phillips, the Philadelphia Four Seasons Hotel, and they're partying, and some bad stuff happens. And then it's Ooh. that's like it goes from there. Yeah, that sounds interesting, especially for a Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. Normally, he's, <clears throat> it's a fucking like animated superhero dog movie right. with The Rock. So him and Wesley Snipes and like a drama. Check it's a little out. dark. It's like there is elements of funny to it, sure, but it's a little, and he does play a comedian, so it's not entirely laughless or jokeless, mm. but it's a little heavy. It's a little gritty. 
it's definitely a departure for Kevin. And I, I, I've always loved Wesley Snipes. And I'm the, the first best. person to say that Wesley Snipes had like a fucking white hot run from like 91 to 2000. Mm. And then like had all of his issues with the government, went to jail and then kind of like, and now they're making Blade with Mahershala Ali, even though he is young enough to do it again. Daywalker. Truly. Like, he's not that much older than Mahershala, maybe 10 years. Yeah. And he looks great, and he's in awesome shape. Like, absolutely should have another fucking run at Blade. Not that I don't love dope. Mahershala doing it, and it will be cool. I'm just saying, Wesley Snipes is one of the most, like, poorly managed actors in history. In the sense that, like, he did White Men Can't Jump, I am a fan of the entire Blade trilogy, which people laugh at. Money, I, I celebrate the entire series. <laughs> Money Train was solid. I just I actually just watched that. Yeah. New Jack City is legit one of my favorite movies. I just mm. think he was awesome. And like Passenger 57. I even like The Fan with Robert De Niro. People are probably at home groaning, but like. I've never seen that. I've always meant to. It's, it's campy and silly, but like it's fun. And he's just awesome. Did you say Demolition Man? I missed. I didn't, but that's another one. Love that one. Yeah. That's a Wesley. Oh, yeah. Fucking barn burner. But like, uh, White Man Can't Jump is probably top five sports movies of all time. Truly. Fair. So I, I just, he, if he'd had the right people behind him to, oh, I don't know, encourage him to pay his taxes, pay his taxes <laughs> and stay in line with the government. Yeah. And giving him like he didn't i'm sure he had some a bunch of misses but i honestly think the taxes thing is what really fucked him because yeah. it was i don't get why you'd care that he was in jail like i'd still cast him but anyway mm. I, i'm happy to see him back and Likewise. i like the fact that it's definitely kevin being smart enough to know that he's got more left in him he's like what 50 like he's got a lot of good stuff coming word still possibly and but that's pretty much all I'm watching beyond like trash. Yeah, same. The uh, I'm almost done with the first part of that new Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. We're going to talk about next week. Yeah, I need that. Because, uh, yeah, Peter Jackson did it. It's really good so far, mm. as you might imagine, <laughs> even though we've been making fun of it. Just like, who needs more Beatles stuff? But Peace and love. Peace and love. Hello, mate. Are you knackered, you plonker? Mate. Are you having a go? But yeah, we'll cover that. And Does it play a lot of the music or is it interviews? Like, what's the format? That's the... It's a lot of just like fly on the wall, just footage of them in a studio, like mm. working out a song. <clears throat> it's cool because they show Paul McCartney basically like write the song Get Back in real time. Cause like they're just noodling around then he like figures out this one part and then the song you like watch them write right. a song it's it's interesting i'm i'm very much in, inclined to watch this and peter jackson's good yeah. like i said i don't love the lord of the rings movies but i mean yeah that seems like a fun move when you're a famous director you just make a documentary like on the sidelines scorsese does it a lot with music right stuff. the rolling stones one is supposed to be great i've never watched it yeah and he did like what velvet underground or i forget the other one yeah he's always doing i think he let's did direct a, a music documentary about um like big d in the kids table <laughs> sure the sellouts yeah it'll be a piece of work better than any ken burns doc 
But yeah, that... I wish I had a better idea of what was coming out so we could tell the fans, but what can you do? We'll be back talking about whatever's coming out. And maybe you check out the South Shore Boys and watch our Instagram, Twitter, Enough the Podcast, at Podcast Enough, the whole deal. I'm at Skip Seasoned on both of those uh, wow. platforms if I... Uh, you want to follow me? I'm trying to remember that <laughs> the silly old send off I used to do. Yeah, you had like a nice tight one that you wrote down and memorized. Mine is always just a is mess. No doubt, no doubt. Let's uh, put on a little bit of Wedding Crashers. Does that sound good? Hey, I'm Claire sure. And I've seen each other. Claire and I, um, what's your name? Claire. A years? Linens. Three and a half. Three and a half yeah, linens. Um, actually, we started dating while we were doing I don't have the timer up. I'm estimating this right now. Pretty soon. It's all right. We'll be getting married. <coughs> yep. Well, not too soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we still have a lot of things that we want to accomplish. Anyway, once Claire and Zach Tyler not two of the great American families, the clearest and the largest, we'll finally get <laughs> And then, of course, you can challenge the Klingons for interstellar domination. I would have laughed my ass off at that joke. <laughs> In this setting, like with that, like no one else laughing, or I would have lost it. That would have like blown me away. No one even laughed. Rachel McAdams laughed a little bit, I guess. Yeah. He's threatened by the way I dance. That's a lot. It's the booze dancing. Ah. Lucky. I was more in the zone than anything else. It was the booze dancing. <laughs> that little like eye roll laugh. Sorry, guys, I forgot. How are you guys? Underrated how good Isla Fisher is in this too. Truly, yeah. I feel like she's overshadowed by both of them and their chemistry, Vince and Owen. I mean, but she's crushes this movie. Mm. As does Bradley Cooper. Like this is just like a perfect comedy. It's too long. Comedy. They could have cut twenty-seven minutes out of this, and it would be tighter and funnier. But it is what it is. The system, the new pioneer. New pioneer. So is it just about the money? No, no. It's about investing. This over-the-pants hand job under the table. Like what? Give me an example. Like what? Well, there's the company that we have where we're taking the, the fur or the wool from... And Vince on this new season of Curb. We probably mentioned it before, but he's really just oh doing all-timer work. It's the funniest season yet. You want to see a say. good duo. Larry David and Vince Vaughn. They're just... The best duo pretty much I've ever seen. Like, it's magical. fucking perfect. <clears throat> Powerful. Um... That's pretty much all I got. Ankner at Instagram. That's all I care about. We're going to go out with the new Kid Rock song. Instead oh, yes. Of all summer long. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds dope. Oh, wait a second. Who's that? Oh, my God. It's Hank. Entering the studio. He's roaring in at the, at the zero hour. My God. Well, I thought maybe I could make a quick appearance. At the tail end of this piece of shit show. Wow. You guys watch that faggot, queer, interracial comedy. Hank, my goodness. That made me sick. I'm here. I'm angry. And I'm going to tell you that anyone who mixes races like that is going to hell. Wow. And I'm going to bring them there right with my rifle on my ranch. God damn. We're in the middle of nowhere. No one will hear you scream. I will blow your fucking head off. Hank, and I will bury you in the sand, and I will piss on your grave. Wow. You're really angry. What else Hank. have you been up to this week, Hoops? 
I've just been enjoying this new Kid Rock song featuring Monster Truck. I think that's Monster Truck right there, dropping that powerful chorus. I like this song because no one will tell me how to live either. Yeah. Not Joe Biden, not Kamala Harris. Mm. I'm sorry, Kamala. Mm. Not Pete Buttigieg because he is a homosexual and he repulses me. Wow. Yeah, when I first heard this song, I was like, this is... I bet Hank, like, ghost wrote this. I and Kid Rock and I have a very contentious relationship because we are in a bit of a standoff right now to decide who is more racist. And I think it's me. Mm. I voted for Trump three times. Oh, did you? I did. He voted four times, so he's got me beat there. We did. The system was we sent in as many ballots as we could, and we needed to get Trump elected. Mm. And we need to bring him back. The election was stolen from us this time. And we were, I am still out there every day trying to stop the steal. And I, I encourage you to join me at hank.stopthesteal.com and fill out my change.org petition mm. in order to have Joe Byron removed from the Oval Office. I got to head back to the ranch. I appreciate you letting me coming in at the zero hour. Wow. Have a great weekend. Wow. There he goes. And uh, we're going to go chase Hank down and uh, talk to him some more. But folks, that's enough. Have a good